I have uh, built my own IDX platforms for real estate. You know, I've built many websites, this and that and the other. I've done my own pay-per-click. I know, you know, Facebook marketing, you know, I've dove into that stuff deep and it's a rabbit hole. You can go and spend your entire day just trying to learn all that stuff. And it's not going to make you a dime. It's not going to make you a penny. But if you just put a piece of paper in an envelope and put a stamp on it and send it out, you can easily make $82,000. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling. Welcome, Rhino Tribe. I've got another great, great guest today on the Land Sharks. Uh, this guy is crushing it. He's been a realtor for 20 years, traditional real estate and he's come over to the other side, the non-traditional, the land side, the side that no one else is looking at. And uh, I've, I've had many, many conversations with, with this great guest. And I'm just going to go ahead and introduce him. His name is Josh Sloan. How are you today? Doing wonderful. Thanks for having me. Where are you at in the world? I am sitting in uh, Meridian, Idaho, which is just outside of Boise. When I picture Idaho, I just picture like just a beautiful country, not much going on. Like what, what's the surroundings like? Are you in like a city, like super dense population, or are you just like overlooking the beautiful landscape? Well, there's definitely some beautiful landscape for sure. Yeah. With the mountains in the backdrop. Yeah. We're I'm so I'm uh, just to the East of downtown Boise and things are really booming over here. I'm surrounded by new developments popping up everywhere. So if you can just imagine, you know, looking one way and seeing flat farmland everywhere and then look in the other direction and seeing houses everywhere <laughs> so, so little mix you're right in the middle of things farmland to the houses yeah and it's just booming it's just booming there's homes popping up all over the place well that's really cool oh. and and i appreciate you sharing that family man kids wife what's your situation look like like are, are you just a retired guy i want to know about you like tell me your story we were kind of getting into it a little bit before i hit that record button i was like stop i want to hear it on the recording <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, I'm married uh, for five years now, about yeah, five years. And uh, we've got two kids. I've got a stepson who's 15 and we've got a daughter who's just about to turn three. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. really, I got a three-year-old daughter too. Yeah. So that's, you know, that's fun. They're a great age. She is. She is fun. She got to go out yesterday all by herself, her and mommy. They had ice cream. They had Mexican lunch. And then she got to go ride with her grandpa and with the top down, she got to sit up front and hair blown through the wind. So it was all about her yesterday. Sounds like like, last. Yeah. Yeah. She came home fired up about that. So you got to give them their, their only time as well. And yesterday it was mommy and grandpa. Their energy is so awesome. And they're just so sweet. We have a daughter at two. They're so sweet. Yeah, man, their energy is, is, is awesome. They're just so happy about life. Everything's amazing. <laughs> yes, yes. And that we can always take lessons from children. So let's get into yeah. your story. So you told me that you found us on the Wholesaling Inc. podcast right before I got on here. I was like, for the listeners out there, I was telling Josh, like, look, you don't have to prepare for this. This is all about you, your success. We're going to deep dive some deals. And just like you heard me on the, the Wholesaling Inc. podcast one time. So you only heard one episode. Is that true? 
That is 100% true. So I was, yeah, I was starting to tell you, we had came up here to Idaho from California, from Southern California, where I was a broker. And um, just, you know, I got my broker's license here as well. And, you know, after I got it, I was sitting around for a couple months and I'm like, I really don't want to start over again in a new market. I was just playing around. I'm like, you know, maybe I'll go try to find some podcasts, you know, and I started flipping through stuff and somehow, somewhere, I couldn't even tell you now how I came across your podcast, something about land. And that's the Wholesaling Inc. podcast. Okay. So it was a Wholesaling Inc. podcast. Yeah. And I mentioned, I remember the title said something about land and residual income. And I'm like, well, that's why I got into real estate in the first place. And here, <laughs> so like, let's look at, listen to what this guy has to say. And you know, what's, what's more American than land, you know, <laughs> America, <laughs> America. Yeah. So that's, you know, so I listened to the podcast and I, you know, I just really loved what you had to say and the type of person that you were and where you were coming from. And, and, you know, you had God in your heart and all this stuff. And I was like, this, this guy seems like a good guy to follow. And then listen to what he has to say. And I think I prayed about it that afternoon, to be honest with you, because I've signed up pretty quick. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. I love that. And thanks for sharing that with me here. So you know, I just assume, you know, a lot of people that come in have heard me on other podcasts and listened to all the, the do or die episodes, which we're actually thinking about doing another do or die episode, uh, which is going to be really cool. But, you know, that's a, a lot of people have that same story, have listened to you on 10 or 15 podcasts. You listen once, which is why I feel like you're doing so well on land. You, you just pull the trigger, you take action, like you're not analysis paralysis. And I'll tell you, I told you this too before. Josh, I was a little worried about you. You're a traditional real estate broker. Um, and a lot of real estate brokers, that's nothing like that's no small feat. You worked hard to get that, to continue in education, all these guidelines and like things you have to abide by. And then here we are, wide open land. There's like no rules. There's like no rules, basically. Um, and some people can't get over that. They're like, well, what contract do I use? Just use a napkin. It doesn't matter. <laughs> um, and you went out there and pulled the trigger. So that's why I'm just uh, I'm super excited to see the success you're having in this, and and I really appreciate you jumping on with me today. So we're gonna ha have a lot of fun here. What's coming to mind? I, I see your your wheels turning. Oh uh, no, just uh, no. I appreciate you, man. It's been an amazing ride. It's uh, you know it's amazing how things have transformed over the last five or six months. You know, you, you obviously go into things hoping for the best, but my mind's been blown. <laughs> that means a lot. And then the potential. Right for the future, this is wide open. No pun intended, right? <laughs> right. Wide open spaces. Yeah, no pun intended. Yeah, and you know it's easy to think, oh man, you know there's there's so many people doing it, and you know I don't know, I'm not going to do it. There's so many others, and I'm at so much competition to go against, and this and that. But man, no matter what you do, there's going to be competition, right? I noticed that this Marcus Lemonis guy, I forget how you say his name. Yep. He started a new show called Renovation or something like that, where he's flipping houses. And I'm like, man, look at this guy. The real estate market is crazy right now. And to jump in to buy houses, as you know, the margins are thin. Yeah. And so this guy started a TV show talking about renovations in a market that's hot and margins are thin. Now, if he can do that in the residential side, I mean, that just means that land is just, it's just so wide open. Yeah. <laughs> so I, much I opportunity. I agree. And most people don't realize how to make money in land. I mean, they drive by it every single day and never look twice at it because there's no house on it. There's no mobile home park on it. There's no storage units. But the key to making money fast, and I'll, I'll let you you talk about it, but I, I keep it super simple. We just we get it at a discount. 
and turn around and sell it for a profit. That's it. It's that simple. We could do this with bicycles. You find a bicycle on the side of the road, get two new tires, clean it up a little bit and sell it for a profit. 100%. Well, that's it. Keep it as simple as possible. And I think that's the one of the things I've learned in, in real estate over the last 20 years is that there is so much stuff flying in your inbox every day and your text messages and every, I mean, your phone numbers, literally everywhere, your emails everywhere. You get bombarded with sales stuff and all the new stuff that's coming out. You can get really lost really quick and never even close a sale. And so, you know, that's one thing I learned is you got to find out what that thing is, make your decision and go and keep it simple. Keep it simple. I mean, we're sending mail. <laughs> <laughs> I love how well you just put that. That's like brilliance. And I don't want to, I don't want anybody to gloss over that. You know, find out your niche, what's your product gonna be. You dive into it and you go, go with it. Like stay out of the weeds, focus on one thing and make it work. And that's what you did. You mentioned, you know, 20 years in real estate, came from California, about to start over again. How long have you been in land? I know you said something about five, six months. Yeah, I think we. I think I signed up with you at the end of February, somewhere around my birthday. So I remember that it was right around February, something like that. And then you know, it took about like a couple of weeks. I watched the videos and stuff like that. You know, like I was like everybody else. Can you hurry him up, Brett? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you know, it's worth it waiting. Like you, like you mentioned, just follow the steps. Just do this. Make the decisions and go to the next one. So about six months, really. Yes. Well, yeah. Let's get to what the listeners really want to hear, and that is. You know, how the heck did Josh do this? And and we haven't even talked about like how many deals you've done, how much money you've made. Uh, but let's let's get to the point. Like, let's just deep dive a couple deals and talk about what you've done in the last six months. Let's pick your your favorite deal. And let's also not forget to talk about the uphill battle. You know, you had a couple things come at you too, as well. Like you took a couple punches and you got through it. Because it's not, it wasn't all like perfect sunny days. There was a few rainy days too. I remember talking to you about it. Let's talk about the good stuff. Deep dive a deal. Let's start with like your favorite deal. Want to talk about that one? Well, you probably know what it is. <laughs> I know a little bit, but I want to hear like the nuts. Yeah. Bolt. How the heck did you pull it off? Because yeah. like I'm in awe too. Because you called me the other day, uh, and I was like, like you're having a better month than I am. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was two transactions that I had. So one, obviously, I, so I've only, like you said, I've only been in this six months. And I think um, I'm going to have to pull up my sheet right now, but I think I've only closed six deals. So I'm six about deals that. in six months? Yeah. They are so humbly. <laughs> like that, that's worth, that's the... <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I compare myself to you and I'm like, I have so far to go. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's the thief of happiness is comparison. You know, I've got some students that are doing way better at land than I am. And sometimes I find myself in the same shoes and I, and I get myself right back out of it. Like mm -hmm. the thief of happiness is comparison. That's why I ring the victory so bell true, for you, man. It is so true. It's always so easy to compare yourself with everybody else and go, oh, I'm not doing, I'm not good enough. I'm not doing it hard enough, whatever. Right. Yeah. Thanks for bringing that up. Thanks for reminding me of that. My pleasure. Let's talk about those deals. Like so, this. yeah. So that my last deal, my sixth deal, the one that I just recently closed was last week. Um, I had sent out a group of letters, um, like you mentioned in your program, out to uh, up to the county that I was interested in, and I received an email back from uh, from a gal out of uh, another state, and she said, "Hey, you know, I I received your letter, and I'd like to talk to you more about selling my land." So I gave her a call on the phone, and we had a nice conversation. In the phone call, I realized that the offer letter that I had sent her was way more than I could possibly buy the land for, and um, you know, wholesale it. 
So, you know, I had a conversation with her about it and I told her I was going to be reselling it, you know, and she asked me and, and I said, you know, I couldn't pay that price. And so we ended up negotiating on, and I don't know if I should be talking numbers right now, but we yeah, talk or give it. So the, I ended up sending a letter for um, $151,000, I think it was approximately. And uh, we ended up negotiating 89000 like 89.9 or 89.4. And then we would pay our own closing costs. Okay. So I think it was like a 90-day closing on that one too that I got. Why such a long closing time? I didn't have a buyer for the property at all. I obviously came into this with no buyer's list. So I had to get out there and find someone. So I want to make sure I gave myself enough time to you know go out there and find a buyer. And based on you know where the time that th- things were taken to sell, you know, I gave myself that's why I gave myself 90 days. Brilliant. Love that. And I think that's that's important. I, I do that. I don't go less than 60 on any deal that I've done. And I love that you're throwing that out there because people think, oh, I got to close in seven days because that's what they they like. This is land. There's not as much emotion. And, and she's not getting like how many other offers did that did that lady get? Like, was she getting her door beat down by other oh, buyers? No, it didn't sound like it. it. Didn't sound like she'd received any offers. So you're yeah. playing on your field by yourself. Possibly. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I've certainly gotten those calls from people that said, yeah, you're, you know, I've gotten 30 letters or whatever. And, oh, yeah. Okay. We got 15 then. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So you got it for 89. You got it under contract for a 90 day contract. Now it's time so, to go to work. If now it's time to go to work. And I was <laughs> nervous, man. I was yeah. nervous because I'm like, how am I going to come up with 90 grand? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that'll get you out of bed in the morning, right? Yeah. Well, that and, you know, because that was the only one I have on the board either. So yeah, it's that's that's fire. <laughs> What's the land worth? My original assessment was around, you know, because we're in a, I was in a, doing it in a non-disclosure state. So, you know, there's a lot of guessing going on, you know, as you know. So I was like guessing around 120, 125 maybe, you know? So my offer at 151, I was freaking out a little bit, right? <laughs> Yeah, that's a little too high. So I'm like 89. All right, you know, I'm I'm good with that. If she's good with that, I'm good with that. You know, that's a good profit for the work that it takes to find a buyer and close an escrow on it. Close it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, man, I just went straight to work. I end up I'm on Land.com or Landwatch. I forget. Like it's all three, two of them. Lands of America, Craigslist. I put it on some Facebook Marketplace and just kind of started putting it out there. And my phone started blowing up with messages. And I, oh, so let me tell you, I put it out there for sale for one forty nine. After I wow, yeah, so I put it out for sale for one forty nine. My phone's blowing up, and uh, I was like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. I didn't have any offers, but I was getting a lot of calls. But I'm like, okay, being in real estate, I know that this is hot properties. I yeah. didn't realize this was such a hot area, <laughs> and this was such a high demand. So I thought I'm going to get more money for this property. When you get that many calls and texts coming in, that just tells you right there, I might have priced this a little too low. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I, you know, I stripped it off all the sites and um, off the marketplace and the Craigslist, and I changed my price and then I put new pictures up and I just, I, so I put it up at 180. <laughs> You're a wild animal. Okay. <laughs> I put it up at 180. It was like a Wednesday or Thursday. I went to the Home Depot. I bought a bunch of signs. I bought some of those orange steaks, went up there. I took my maps, I walked it off, I you know, put stakes on the corners, put signs for sale signs in, you know, in the in the yard. And right as I'm getting to dr- ready to drive away, I noticed two people in, the, in a truck in the drive. And I was like, you know, what? I'm gonna go and say hi. Yeah. Talking to people. Yeah, they're on the land. <laughs> so I walk over and talk to them. And 
it was a mother and son and she was really excited. And I told her, I said, okay, great. I got a lot of interest. Let me know. And she ended up writing me an offer the next day. And, uh, I said, Hey, I'm not going to, I'm not going to respond to any offers until probably on Tuesday morning, uh, because I'm getting a lot of calls. And then, you know, obviously I want to get the best price on this thing. She's like, I understand, you know, I'm not happy about it, but I understand. <laughs> like, I'm all cash. And I'm like, I understand. <laughs> that takes some resolve too. Like that takes like some courage to like hold, hold, hold tight for that couple of days. And yeah. that's probably one of the hardest things I felt like we do sometimes just don't make a decision yet. Don't make a decision yet. I've gotten on you- planes, accepted an offer before it takes off and land and have an $8,000 higher offer. Like, yeah. and I'm like, no, <laughs> right. Well, and, and as you know, it can go both ways, right? Because that buyer could get cold feet and go, you know, and I'm not going to, you know, get in this bidding game. I'm sorry. Right. Or you accept their offer and then they still say, yeah, I think I paid too much. And that's right. Like, yeah. So yeah, it's, you're right. It's, it's a little anxiety. It's a roller coaster over, over those days, right? <laughs> it is. It is. And I can just, and I'm, I can just tell you this right now, it's going to get even easier. The roller coaster will stop affecting you. And when it really stops affecting you is when you got a team and let them ride that roller coaster and you just stand, stand at the bottom and, and wait for the phone call. Hey, here's what we mm-hmm. did. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I waited the weekend. I ended up getting uh, three offers on the property. She wasn't the highest offer. Uh, she was the cash offer, but I had two other offers financed. And one of them was for like 195000 And the other one was for 185000 Wow. She was at 170 or 175 I want to say. So I'm seeing over six figures if anybody's following the math. Yeah. Like, you got it under contract at around $89,000. you are getting offers at one ninety-five, $195,000. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, I know. I was pretty excited. I was like, what do I do? Should I take the cash? Should I take the finance? Like, what do I do? <laughs> well, I think everyone's wondering, what did you do, Josh? <laughs> yeah. Well, we thought long and hard about it, you know, and thought why we got into this business. And, you know, we actually thought we fell in love with the land ourselves. I took my wife up there and, and we're like, this is amazing. This is six acres of just beautiful land in the mountains that, you know, we could, you know, you come up with all these plans. So it wasn't even all the building going on. It was like in the outskirts, the middle of nowhere. Oh yeah. So this was, um, once you got off the highway, you went up into the mountains on a, on a gravel road for 35, 40 minutes. Yeah. I'm I'm glad you're telling me this because people ask me all the time, it's like, that lands in the middle of nowhere. Like, how's people going to find it? Why would they want that? Like, it's too far from everything. Like, how far was it from a store? Oh, yeah. It's going to be 30, 40 minutes. Easy. Wow. Oh, no, it's more than that. Probably an hour or so. And it's not going to be a store like Walmart. It's going to be a convenience store on the side of the road. You know, isn't going to have much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You just answered a lot of limiting beliefs for people right there. Oh yeah, I mean there was cows crossing the road. We had to stop and wait for the cows to cross. We're like, all right, where are they're just roaming free? Yeah, free range out there. Huh? Yep, free yep. range cattle. And uh, there wasn't many people around. Not many people around. But uh, yeah, it was very, you know, very out there in the middle of nowhere. But right, I'm dying to we- know, dying to know, what did you do? What which decision did you make? We chose to uh, close on the transaction on the cash deal. Smart. Yeah. So I countered her back. I uh, thought about this long and hard. And I said, look, I could probably counter her back and say, 
that I've got offers at 195 and that's what I want to get from her cash. But like we talked about before, I didn't want to lose my buyer. I already had talked to her and she told me verbally that she wasn't really that comfortable getting up that high already because she initially contacted me at 150 mm. and she was following me all along, even though I increased the price to 180. And she even asked me, did you just increase the price? And I said, yes, I did. <laughs> You're honest about it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and she's, she was honest too. And she's like, I don't like that. Um, <laughs> so I went back to her and I, and I said, look, I'm at 180 on my list price. I want to go with your cash offer and I want to make this fair for everybody. What if we agree at 177.5? And she said, yes. So that's what we did. We went into escrow with her at 177.5 cash deal and, and closed it in under 30 days. Wow. Yeah. Now I mentioned at the beginning, I don't have the 90 grand just laying around, um, you know, that to pull in 30 days and, you know, pay for that land. So I ended up getting a transactional uh, funding loan for my father-in-law. That's awesome. Yeah, so, you know, some interest for it. That's great. So he made money. Your seller got rid of the land. And I'm I'm doing math. You might have seen me looking down. Like I'm I'm like looking down on my calculator. I've been following along. So you had it under contract for like eighty nine thousand five hundred or so, and you sold it for for what one one how much one seventy seven five. So I'm looking at like eighty eight thousand dollars profit on that deal, not including what you paid your father in law, your signs you bought at Home Depot. Sure. You know that's not bad on your sixth deal. That's amazing. No, I mean just with the closing cost, you know the escrow closing cost. Now I I, I forgot to mention, and I should have mentioned this in the beginning. The buyer was a real estate agent, and oh I paid her a commission too. Oh wow! Okay, right. So she represented herself. So I actually paid her what of two and a half or three percent on that one seventy seven five. Okay. So yeah, so I end up I end up after escrow and whatnot. I end up it was like eighty six three or eighty six two fifty. So not a bad day. <laughs> no, like people sometimes work a couple years to make that. Yeah, and you just did it in six months on one transaction. Like that's phenomenal. Yeah, and, and if I can do it, anybody can do it because literally it was a letter in the mail. <laughs> numbers game, right? Like that's so true. Anybody could have got that. Like, why did your seller want to get rid of this piece of land? Like, it sounds like a, a great piece of property. Why would she want to sell? Yeah, you know, that was um, she just said that her previous husband who had died was a real estate agent, and apparently he had helped divide that whole subdivision up there and he kept that parcel. And when he passed, she kept it, but they never ever went there. And you know, she, this was in Idaho and she was in California and she's like, I think she was in her eighties or nineties. She's like, we don't have any plans of going there. So yeah. or visiting it. So she's like, yeah, I mean, I'd rather have the cash. That's amazing. I love that. It was a win-win all around. Like you said, the seller won because she made money and you know, for, for whatever she needs it for in her life, you know, uh, my father-in-law, I borrowed money from him. He made 15% on the deal. Dang. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. You That'll know, make Thanksgiving a little bit more interesting. I bet you he comes back to you again and says, let's do it again. Oh, he already did. He said, can I just leave the money with you? <laughs> That's so funny. And did you realize your father-in-law was like just walking around with $90,000 cash? Well, he didn't, I didn't, he didn't borrow all of it. I just borrowed a portion of it from him. Um, I think I borrowed like 30,000 from him. The rest I, I had, you know, that I took from different places and, and paid for it myself. But yeah. So, I mean, even still he made what, uh, I'm sorry, I said 15%. I gave him 10% because he gave me 33 and I gave him 3,300. That's, That's the exact numbers. Yeah. 
So he made 10% per annum on like a, what, what it took 30 days. Yeah. And what, and he made that in a week and a half. Banging hot for his money. Like, I bet you he's like waiting, like addicted to this now. And oh, yeah. The reason why I ask is like, same situation with my mother in law. I didn't realize they had that much cash. So lending just comes out of nowhere and they see what you're doing with it. And it's like a speeding train. Everyone wants to jump on. Like, it's, it's really cool to do. It's so. pretty cool. Yeah. It is really cool how many people have mentioned to me, like, hey, well, I want to, I want to get in on that. How do, how do I do that? Can I buy the property? I'm like, no, but you can give me the cash. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I find a lot of people just want it like, well, I want to be a partner. I want to be a 50-50 partner. No, I'm just looking for funds. I'll, I'll pay you 10%. <laughs> well, can I leave the money with you? Just like you. Yeah. He wants to see that money keep turning. And you should have, like, you should have just kept it because you already gave him the 10% for the whole year, basically. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Not a bad gig. Um, this makes me like this is a really question I want to know, and I'm sure others want to know. I also buy houses as well. I buy houses for tax purposes. We buy rentals, but I have to send a lot of mail. Like I'm sending like to the tunes of almost six or 7,000 letters to get one house deal in my market. How many total land, we call them LOLs, land offer letters. How many LOLs would you say you sent in those six months to get that deal that, that like netted you like a ton of money? Yeah. That's oversaturated, right? For the for the houses, that's crazy. Yeah, it's um, nuts. So I've sent a total of today four thousand, approximately four thousand two hundred seven letters. Four thousand two hundred seven letters. That's an amazing return on investment. So four thousand letters, and you've done six six land deals out of that. Yeah, I'm pulling, looking at my transaction sheet now. Yeah, six transactions, and we're at um, right now. We're sitting. Uh, about $152,000 for the, you know, for the last five months. 150,000. Is that net profit and, or just total? And that's a, uh, that's net profit, not subtracting the marketing expenses, which, you know, I have wrapped down here approximately, let's see, about 1800. Plus I just bought another set of stamps. So I add another 5,000. That's amazing. So I just did some quick numbers and I'm not a huge numbers guy. I like to keep it super simple, but I took $152,000 that you just made net and you sent out 4,200 letters. So for every letter you send, you make $36 every time you send the letter. Like if most people looked at that and tracked their numbers like you are, and you're keeping it simple, I'm assuming, because you, I saw you looking at another computer screen and you have yeah. it right there. If, if everyone knew that every time I send the letter, I'm going to make $36, they wouldn't be so scared to mail. So every 700 letters you send, you get a deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just for everybody too, like I own this spreadsheet I'm looking at, it was because of you. You know, you gave us this format on how to track and said, Hey, watch this so that you know what you're doing. I'm like, yeah, okay. I'm going to follow, follow, follow the leader. And so, yeah, it's, it's amazing that you can break it down like that and say, Hey, every time you just put a stamp on a letter and send it out in the mail, you're making 37 bucks. That's that 50, pretty cool. That 50 cent stamp made you, yeah, 36 bucks. I'll trade 50 cent all day long for $36. Now, yeah. granted, there took a little work to get there, but 100%. how long do you think until you can get that like delegated to someone else or have you already done it? Yeah, I'm in the process right now. I'm training a VA for the inside office stuff. And then I have a sales guy coming on on the first next month. So I've got some work to do before then. But yeah, there you go. You know, that's why we took the cash on that deal. 
right? Because I was trying to look forward and go, you know, why did we get into this? We got into it for the passive income. Well, why are you passing up the passive deal? Well, because I want the cash to be able to hire the people to bring in a lot of passive deals. <laughs> yeah, it's a fine combination. I wish I could take a hundred percent of my land deals and and have passive income with it. But sometimes I flip them for cash. Sometimes we'll get it under contract and sell the contract, basically wholesaling that contract because I run out of money too. Like yeah. I've got to get the funds to pay the team, to buy the land, to send the letters. I mean, I wish I can do 100% passive, but it, unfortunately, it doesn't work that way. I would say right now, probably seven out of 10, we're, we're holding the financing. The rest, we got to sell for cash and make some money. Yeah. And sometimes my team will push against me. They're like, no, we should sell or finance this one. And I'm like, well, look at the bank account. Like, Because a lot of people ask me all the time, well, how do you figure out if you're going to sell or finance it or sell it quick for cash? It's usually, it's really quick. I look at the bank account and if there's money there, we can maybe buy it. If there's not money there, I know the answer right away. I have to just tell you, man, because I got excited when you said that right there, because I just realized that I get really excited when I look at my bank account and it's empty. And I notice that there's a ton of stuff that I want to buy that can make me a crap load of money. Like that is a pretty darn exciting feeling, right? You're like, I'm out of money, but that's exciting. You can go out there. You're just, oh, that's cool, man. I love that. Yeah, I know the money's deployed. It's in an asset that usually we can sell these seller finance deals quick. And I know that's going to pay me now for the next five, 10, sometimes 30 years. And if you need cash, like I was just approached by a major note buyer that wants to buy all the notes. And like I can literally cash in today and go out there and just buy even bigger land. So it's like, it's very tempting to take the money now. (laughs) So tempting. Yeah, because you see the all the huge possibilities out there. That's exciting. That's motivating and exciting. It makes you get out of bed. <laughs> right. Yeah, and, and it all started with me. I didn't like your six deal was huge. Like my first three or four or five deals were like two hundred dollars to make five thousand. So you're Which doing awesome. really cool stuff really quick. So, mm-hmm. man, uh, hats off to you for pulling the trigger, taking action. Uh, if there's anything you could share with the listener that you could share with the Josh Sloan 20 years ago that you know today, what would you share with him just starting out in real estate? Keep it simple. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. You know, just one thing that I, like I mentioned in the beginning, I'll just say it again, you know, is that keep it simple. We get bombarded with so much stuff, man. And, you know, you know, I'm a kind of a nerd when it comes to technology. I have uh, built my own IDX platforms for real estate. You know, I've built many websites, this and that and the other. I've done my own pay-per-click. I know, you know, Facebook marketing, you know, I've dove into that stuff deep and it's a rabbit hole. You can go and spend your entire day just trying to learn all that stuff. And it's not going to make you a dime. It's not going to make you a penny. But if you just put a piece of paper in an envelope, and put a stamp on it and send it out, you can easily make $82,000. <laughs> yeah. It's just talking. All we are is matchmakers. We're getting at a piece of land at a discount and selling it to someone for a profit. Yeah. And it doesn't always have to be a $70,000 profit. It could be five or 10 or $15,000. But I agree. Some of the small deals are really exciting too, because you hear their stories and they're telling you like, man, I need this money for some medication, or I'm, I need this money for, you know, to pay my bills. Cause I'm at the age now where I'm only getting a social security check. And you're like, this is awesome. I'm, I'm able to help this person out. Yeah. And they didn't know where to turn before they were just sitting on an empty, empty lot. So, it's, you know, that's exciting that you get to help people. 
And I wouldn't doubt that's the only time anybody's ever reached out to them to buy that land. I agree with you. She might've died with that or the children might've inherited it. Probably. Well, yeah. I mean, some of these, as you know, right, they don't even have kids. So it goes, unfortunately, as you know, we deal with this all the time. It's at this, you know, it's waiting for it to go to auction. <laughs> yeah, it's all so true. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing all this. You're in Idaho. How can people reach out to you? Like, like there's people here in these podcasts all the time. It says, I got a deal. Josh has a buyer's list. How can people find out? How can people get in touch with you? Yeah, you can uh, reach me at uh, jo- my emails, Josh at uh, USA Land Guy, or uh, feel free to give me a call, 208 600 1215. Happy to help anybody. Thanks so much for being so open and sharing and deep diving this. Uh, it's going to help a lot of people. And guys, if you're listening to this and you're thinking about getting started in real estate, you know, go on the website. That's wholesalinginc.com forward slash land. That's wholesalinginc.com forward slash land. Schedule a call. You'll talk to one of, our, one of our team members and we'll see what your real estate goals are. And if we can help you, we'd love to, I'd love to coach you. We'd love to like see your goals and see you do what Josh is doing. $152,000 in six months. I'm excited to see where you are six months from now. Me too. And, and you're getting an awesome coach with Brent, guys. Uh, invest in yourselves. Uh, you, you won't be disappointed. Thanks, Josh. That, that means a lot, man. I appreciate it. So until next time, guys, keep crushing it. Keep moving forward. Keep pulling the trigger and uh, build something. Have a great day. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at wholesalinginc.com by joining the mailing list as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe and work personally with one of our amazing coaches. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.